Good morning, everyone. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. I've got 10 a.m. on my clock. Welcome uh, to the Cornerstone Financial Group team call. Excited to be with you this morning and uh, just fired up, so fired up for what's going on. And uh, I was trading some texts with uh, Barry Clarkson yesterday. And um, just the, the, the fact that we're seeing so much growth, we're seeing so many good things happen. And, and um, it's just, it's absolutely awesome. And it's, I, I attribute every single bit of that uh, to the leadership. Uh, God, has, um, God has certainly empowered the leadership of this organization. And, uh, and I think even all of Equus and, um, you know, Barry even said it, he said it several times the past few weeks, but the fact that we have uh, basically prepared, we've prepared to go through tough times. Our, our core values uh, prepare us for that. And so um, now we never thought that tough times would be uh, the government uh, uh, virtually taking over all of society and, and shutting businesses down, and we, we never knew that the tough times would uh, would be uh, quite that drastic. But nevertheless, uh, we uh, we had been prepared for that. So just I'm excited about this call, and you know, even with the theme of tough times, that's going to kind of be how we launch into uh, Kimberly's talk this morning. Um, we're going to have plenty of time for Kimberly Kimberly to share her story. Um, and also to share specifically what she does, what she does on the phone booking appointments, what she does in the home uh, doing in-home presentations. Um, I know we've got a lot of new people plugging in today that really want to dive in and learn from Kimberly Uzar Hare. So excited to have her on. I'm also excited to have uh, Mr. Jamie Trent. Uh, Jamie Trent's gonna be doing a special advanced market segment here as soon as I finish the leaderboard. So without any further ado, I do want to give a shout out uh, to everybody uh, that made the leaderboard. We had 69, that just blows my mind. We had 69 agents uh, protect the family last week. Um, and you protected 157 families for $183,746 dollars of submitted annualized premium. And so uh, when we talk about creating distribution channels for top A-rated insurance carriers, I'll say that's a pretty good week right there um, with uh, COVID-19, like staring you in the face, dude. Um, wow, okay, so congratulations. I uh, want, uh, um, want to give a shout out to every single agent that went out there this past week, starting with number 69, uh, Charmaine Cooper, one application for 228. Tina Wildlords, bump, 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 one application, 254. Brand new writer this week coming in number 67, Vicki Lare, one application for 261. Brand new writer this week coming in number 66, Audrey Morrison, one application for 321. Number 65, uh, Alicia McLamont, one application for 384. Dennis Weber, two applications for 470. Mr. Dave Hartman, one application for 475. Michael DeSalvo, uh, one application for 489. Jamel Fuller, one application for 532. Veronica Davis, one application 577. Thomas Harrow, one application 604. Brand new writer this week, come in number. Raheem Katrib, Raheem, so proud of you, man. Way to go. One application for 633. Number 57, they call him C-Dub. Christopher Ward, one application for 651. Yakisha Milborn, two applications for 672. Tori Ballin, one application for 758. Kevin Hopkins, qualified sales manager, one application 813. Abigail Campos, one application for 821. Mike Treese, one application for 1,020. Christian Bastardo, two applications for 1,020. Lisa Kurtz, one application, 1,028. Joe Grant, one application for 1,028. Sturgis Kidder, SK coming in, one application for 1,154. Diane Oden, one application, 1,161. Carolyn Bowman, one application, 
for 1,200. Matthew Pertusit, two applications for 1,384. David Menina, two applications for 1,431. Elaine Capron, sales manager, one application for 1,520. Ken Gokenauer, one application for 1,694. Kadeem Newman, qualified sales manager, two applications for 1,704. John Kite, one application, 1,708. Tommy Averett, two applications, 1,749. By the way, y'all do not want to miss the final expense team call tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Mark it on your calendars tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. D.D. Carter is going to be his guest. And she is one of the most incredible final expense producers that you'll ever see. She actually uh, went out and wrote uh, six or seven applications for 6000 last week. You're not going to want to miss the final expense team call tomorrow. So way to go, Tommy Abert, for leading that charge there. Elizabeth Clayton, two applications, 1753 uh, Benjamin Windyke, two applications, 1,770. Georgia Sparadelli, one application, 1,786. Kyle Van Loo, three applications, 1,921. William Curley, one application for 1,960. Brand new writer this week, come in number 33, Larry Bell, one application, 1,993. Andrew Pappas coming in with two applications for 2,019. Joseph Taylor, two applications, 2,035. Barry Tuzo with two applications for 2,046. Patty D, baby, Patrick DeLorenzo coming in, qualified sales manager, about to go district manager, two applications for 2,131. Shirley Clark, four applications for 2,337. Mr. Ollie Collins, qualified regional manager, two applications for 2,000. 462. Didn't Ollie do a great job last week? And Brian Nicely, qualified sales manager, about to be qualified district manager, four applications for 2,527. Uh, number 26 to number 27, Ollie Collins, Brian Nicely, they did a fantastic job on uh, Barry's call yesterday. Coming in number 25, Nathan Herrick, three applications for 2,585. Melissa Melnarek, Two applications, 2,709. Carlos Pistardo, qualified district manager, kicking butt, taking names. Three applications for 2,789. And Carlos is about to be regional manager, guys. Uh, Flora Rojas Garcia, qualified sales manager, about to be district manager with five applications for 2,000. 825. Desiree Miller, two applications for 2,924. Brian, Jersey Mansdorfer, two applications for 2,993. Eric Jednat, or Eric, let me tell you something about a man named Jednat, three applications for 3,150. Peter Matthew, two applications for 3,193. Gabriel Bastardo, two applications for 3,240. Nine, Zach Odumas, one application for 3,384. Divine, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that last name, but I do want to get it right. So whoever Divine's upline is, if you will text me how to pronounce uh, her last name, that would be great. But she's coming in with one application for 3,600. Hello. Claudia Matthew, qualified regional manager, four applications for 4,162. Johnny Roberts coming in number 13 this week, two applications for 5,666. Chris Partlow, four applications for 5,825. Jimmy Pyron, you know, guys, I'm sitting here looking at the top 10, and the top, I'm looking at all of these qualified sales managers and above, and I am so proud. So proud of y'all's leadership. Y'all are leading from the front. Jimmy Pyron coming in number 11, uh, sales manager with four applications for 5,898. Number 10, D. D. Carter coming in, qualified sales manager, six applications for 6,298. Six, I mean, 6, Tyler Bosch, sales manager, five applications, 6,626. Jeffrey. 
Let me tell you a story about a man named Jed Nett, sales manager, brand new sales manager, four applications for 6732 Danny Farbrio, sales manager with two applications for 6806 Stanley Smith, district manager. I'm telling you what, guys, Stanley Smith, I'm going to tell you what, if you're on Stanley's team, Stanley needs to be regional manager. That's all I'm going to say about that. Qualified district manager with six applications, 7,171. Adam Wayne, the closer, six applications for 7,447. Our guest today coming in, number four, Kimberly. Uzar Hare with four applications for 8,073. Maxwell Akinsenwa, sales manager going district manager, eight applications for 8,200. Daniel McRae, qualified regional manager, five applications for 8,218. Look at that, guys. Dan Somebody's unmuted. Look at that. Daniel McRae and Max Wackinson were back to back, number two and three. But there can only be no one number one. There can only be one number one. Put on the Ric Flair belt, put on the road, baby. Because this week, that number one is Mr. Jamie Trent. Number one personal producer is also a brand new, as of yesterday, brand new. You're going to hear it here first. Regional manager. Mr. Jamie Trent. Um, so proud of that dude, man. So proud of his team. Um, just, man, I tell you what, you, 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 you don't make winners, you find them. And man, when you find them, it's just, it's, it's a blessing. It's like a, it's like a tall drink of just cold water. Just, just, man, it just at the right time is just awesome. And uh, Jamie Trent, brand new qualified regional manager, could not be, more proud of uh, of you and uh, and Kelly uh, and your girls. I I know it's uh, when you make when you make moves when you make commitments like this. It's um it's a big deal. It's a it's a family deal is what it is. And um, so Trent, very very proud of you. And uh, what a great time to turn it over to you and uh, let you uh, give us the advanced markets message for today. So all yours, Mr. Jane. We got you. All right, John, can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear. All right, man. Nothing like a little bit of technology. This is why I use my phone so that it's not so difficult for me to do it, and yet I still struggle with technology. So, anyways, man, praise the Lord for everything that this team is doing. You know, I refuse to take any credit for anything. It's all Jesus. And, you know, we actually go out and act, and, and, and whether we're doing it over the computer, we're still going face-to-face. -face. John, we're still going out protecting families. And, and, and that's the most important part of this. And the Lord is blessing us on the back end. And for, for that, I mean, I couldn't be prouder to be a part of this team. I mean, this is, this is fantastic what we're doing, especially in the eyes of, uh, of a pandemic and an extremely wild government overreach, like you said earlier, that is, is basically shutting down the world. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk today about. So our annuity products and our indexed universal products, John, these products protect our clients from downside loss in the securities markets, or in roughly translating for anybody who didn't understand what I just said, Basically, if the stock market falls, our clients don't lose any money. And yesterday, we had something unprecedented that's never happened in the history of the entire universe. We had oil prices trading at a negative price, and not just a little bit. It was negative $40 a barrel at one point. And so what does that kind of – this is kind of where, um, where my heart was going – is what does that mean? Well, that means that down the road here, there's probably a pretty good chance that our markets are going to fall and, 
and they're going to fall even further than where they fell a few weeks ago. Not saying it's a guarantee, but what I'm saying is the odds are becoming greater and greater that that's going to happen. So how would I be setting my, how do I set my business up? So we are a mortgage protection and a final expense company. So that is our first piece of business we need to get taken care of. But we need to be coming in behind that piece of business. And we've got to be finding out what people have because by my calculations, we're going to, the, the, the job loss at its maximum peak is going to be around 30 to 35 million people. And we're currently at 16, almost 17 million people. And the whole oil thing is going to cause even more people to, to, to lose their jobs. This is going to bring up a lot of people who have 401ks at former companies because they're going to be former companies when they get laid off. This is going to bring us up a great opportunity to help people with retirement. Because think about this, guys. Let's say you lose your job and you've got a $100,000 401k. And you wake up in three weeks and it's a, it's a $55,000 401k or your 401k goes to a 201k. Wouldn't it have been nice if there was a product out there that could have protected that $100,000 so that we're not making people's lives even worse than they currently are? See, this is one of the things that's been on my heart is that we don't, we're not even asking people, John, questions about anything in their lives other than we're just trying, most of the time, trying to get in there and get that, that mortgage protection business and get back out. So then the other thing that I told you that I had something on my heart, this is also on my heart too a little bit. Um, my grandfather was alive during the Great Depression. Now, he owned a liquor store. Now, I don't drink because when I drink, I tend to get in trouble. but he owned a liquor store during the Depression, and he went to work every day, and he worked really hard. He also traded cattle during that time, and he made it through the Great Depression to be able to build my grandmother and my, my family a house on land that he owned that was debt-free and made sure that he was able to take care of an income and put food on his family's table. So during the Depression in Dillon, South Carolina, which if anybody's familiar with Dylan, there ain't a whole lot there now. There wasn't that much there back then. He managed to, in the eyes of adversity, pull through that and bring my family out on the other side way more prosperous than they were before the Great Depression. Now, that, this is where I'm going with this. Right now, John, we have this opportunity at Equus that there's going to be 30 million people without jobs. And you know what the problem with most of them, with 99% of them, is they're all going to go back to this job, which makes no sense. They just got screwed by corporations. They just got screwed by the government. And then when they get through with this and get back, they're going to go back to a job. And I don't understand that so that I guess the government and corporations can screw them all over again. I don't get it. But there's going to be a handful of people out there that want something different. And we need to be capitalizing on that because we have an opportunity right now. In, in the middle of adversity, in the worst time, and I will say this, the worst time in our world, especially financially, we have an opportunity to help families protect them in case of uh, sickness and death. But in the meantime, we can employ people and bring them aboard so that they can be in business for themselves and not ever have to depend on a government dole or um, a corporation quote-unquote job ever again in their lives we can all do this through adversity because let me tell you the kim kim who's about to speak um i think she lives in michigan which comrade gretchen whitmore has locked that state down to where people can hardly even move and she put up about eight grand this week and i mean i couldn't be prouder to have people like that on the team that I, I can rally around and i can get beside and we can go out and talk to people about annuities and protecting their, 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 their second largest asset of their lives, which is their future income during retirement. And thank you so much, John, for your leadership. Thank y'all team for letting me speak. And I pray over every one of y'all that y'all have a blessed and productive week. Thank you so much, Jamie Trent. And I'm gonna tell you what, man, that gets me fired up to hear that message because you are spot on. There's never 
ever been a time to grow your distribution than right now. Now, I know that not everybody on this call is, is a builder. I know there's a bunch of people on the call that you're, you're excited about listening to Kimberly because you, you just want to figure out how to make a couple thousand dollars a week on a part-time basis or you, know, you want to figure out how to have a sales career where you can make over 150000 a year. I get that, and I, I've, I've been there too. Um, but I'm going to tell you what, those of you that are on this call and you, um, you know that you want to build an agency and you know you want to establish passive income and you want time and money, um, I'm going to tell you what, there's never, ever, ever in our lifetime been a time right now uh, to be talking to people about business ownership and, and checking their interests. You know, hey, are you, are you, you know, are you keeping your options open to making some money on the side of what you're doing? Are you keeping your options open to maybe starting a side, you know, to help out with uh, with income, with loss of income, with with the interruption in your income? I don't care how you ask them the question; the question simply needs to be asked. Um, so, thank you so much, Jamie Trent. Quality message uh, right there, and again, congratulations on officially. Um, even with a lot left in the month of April, officially um, uh, qualifying for uh, for regional manager, that's that's a big deal, and I'm uh, very, very proud of you for doing it. I uh, love your leadership. I love the example that you set. Um, and just want to also give a shout-out to your wingman, Patrick DeLorenzo. You know, none of us are able to build anything good without a wingman. And until when, when, when a builder's out there building, and, and they're kind of just building by themselves, um, I'm telling you, it's tough. But when you find a wingman, somebody that you can take your back and put them up to their back, I'm going to tell you what, man, it starts to get fun, and it, and it really starts to take on a whole new meaning. And so I want to give uh, Patrick a big shout-out. I see you out there building your team, man. I see, see the studs you've got coming on, and – I tell you what, it's crazy to think where your business can be, Patrick, uh, as we as we come into the, 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 the spring months here and, and, and go into next fall. Um, so anyway, just proud of y'all. Okay, the rest of the call, we're going to devote it to Miss Kimberly Uzar-Hare. I know she's on here. And uh, Kimberly, have you been able to unmute? I think so. Can you hear me okay, John? Hey, loud and clear. Good morning. Thank you. For for being on. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions today, and and you you run with it however however your heart leads you. But first off, I want you to enter. I want to have you introduce yourself to everybody. Um, who is Kimberly Uzar here? Tell me a little bit about your life. Tell me a little bit about um, how you got introduced to the uh, to the ecosystem. Okay, so um, I'm a single mom. I have one child. He has special needs. Um, I used to have a pretty good paying job, and without any notice, all of a sudden one day my position got eliminated. So having no job means I have no home. And fortunately, one of my best friends, you know, we all have a handful that we've just known for so many years, 20 plus years. And she said, you know what, pack your stuff and you and your son just come live with us. We have a guest room. So we did. And I had to share a guest bedroom with my, who's now 11. So um, then at that point, I kind of just started doing whatever I could. I thought, well, you know, I enjoy cleaning the house, so, you know, maybe I could do that for money for right now. So I just, I literally, I just started building up clientele. I just started cleaning houses, and I was working so hard doing any, anything I could think of to earn money. And I listened to every call, every webinar. I think association is huge every single time. I at least pick up one little nugget of information and it's motivating and it's inspiring. It gets you in that right mindset. Well, I had my phone with me one day when I was working, I was, I was cleaning someone's kitchen and I had it on speaker and I heard Dee Dee Carter talking. And when I heard her tell her story, 
about being a single mom, ending up in her friend's guest bedroom with her child, it put tears in my eyes. I felt like, oh my gosh, I am living her story. So if she can do it, if anyone else can do it, why can't I do it? Well, then all of a sudden one day I got something in the mail. Um, not only had I already lost my job and lost my home, but I was now about to lose my truck. I got a repossession letter. I think I stopped breathing for a few seconds, probably cried a little. And I'm not the kind of person that's just gonna go sit back in the corner and cry and feel sorry for myself. I'm gonna take a step back and say, okay, what's next? What's the plan? What am I gonna do? What is my solution? First thing I did, I picked up the phone and I called my upline, I called Ollie. And I said, Ollie, just whatever, I, what I need to do, just tell me, I'll do it. And he said, book 15 appointments. It's that simple, book 15 appointments. So I did. And, you know, as we all know, we all have obstacles that get in our way. It's, it, it's not just one thing, okay, I got over that and things are going well. We're going to keep coming across obstacles. And I had another huge obstacle because I have no childcare. I'm a single mom. I have zero help from my family. Nobody. It's just me on my own. So I'm thinking, all right, I got 15 appointments. Now what do I do with my son? I have no childcare. So I just decided, you know what, what I was doing before wasn't working. So I just decided, you know, I need to take him with me. I'm just going to have to make it work. So I started taking him with me. Fortunately, he was a little angel. We do our little pet talks in the beginning and get him mentally prepped for how to behave himself. And every day at the end of the day, he would get a reward. We'd stop at the store and he'd get a treat for good behavior for the day. And that really took a lot of mental toughness because in the beginning it was very difficult it's not just as easy as set 15 appointments and hey there you go off you go sail away and you're doing great it was a lot of rejections it was a lot of no's it was very discouraging and ali just kept saying kim get through those first 15 appointments and i did and i was amazed i mean I felt like I had overcome the obstacle. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to see deposits in my account. I mean, within the first, that was last summer, I wanna say around May. And I mean, those next few months, it was amazing. I built a pipeline, I just didn't stop, I kept going. No matter how discouraged I would get, I would wake up the next day, it's a brand new day, I'm gonna start over again, and I'm gonna do it again, and I'm gonna do it again every single day until it's working. And I had a really bad day one time. I drove probably about three hours north of where I lived up in Wisconsin. I'm from the Rockford, Illinois area originally when I started. And I was in my car for about 16 hours that day. I think I had four appointments. I brought a stack of leads with me for the whole area. And I thought, you know what, on my downtime in between, I'm just gonna door knock. Sun up to sundown, I'm just gonna stay busy the whole day. I did my four appointments and I door knocked a lot. I probably got home around 11 p.m., a 16 hour day, and I came home with nothing, zero, zero applications. I called Ollie on the way home and this, this resonated with me because this is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard. And he said, Kim, just know that you did the best out of what you can control. So every time I felt discouraged, I'd sit back and say, okay, well, I'm not going to sit and dwell on what didn't happen for me. I'm going to focus on what I can control. I can control getting up the next day and doing it again, calling leads, doing it again, get on the phone. Like John Kite always says, call a, buy a lead, call a lead, sit in a home. And I just kept saying that over and over and over. And I just kept doing that. And eventually it, you get a rhythm and it just, it does start to work. And with the virtual sales recently, another huge obstacle for every single one of us. Right when I start feeling comfortable, okay, I'm getting the hang of this. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm learning these obstacles and these rejections, getting a little more comfortable on the phone and in the home, and then boom. I am not technology savvy at all. This 
logging into this, I was like, Tammy, can you please help me last night making sure I can get on this? Oh my gosh, what if I can't get it to work? I get all panicky, right? When I don't know something. So I just decided, you know what? I, I watched all, thank you, Claudia and Andrew Pappas for all of the live videos that they do for us. They're teaching us all these different ways we can try to succeed and do this. And I just thought, you know what? I need to keep it simple. I don't need to worry about decorating my wall on my whatever virtual format I, I choose to use. No, I just need to see the person and have a conversation like I'm sitting right with them. So I would just find a way to make that work. And then when I heard Connor Jones doing it, I thought, oh, okay, well, if he can do it, then it's got to work. <laughs> it's Connor Jones. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And it, I mean, it's working. I'm just keeping it simple. So, okay, so let, let's walk through. So how you got started is um, inventory leads. Correct. I don't know, I don't know what, what number of inventory leads or inventory leads. And so can you kind of walk us through, um, you know, that process as far as getting up and running and actually making money? Can you kind of walk us through how you did that? Um, are you are you asking kind of what my schedule was with dials and appointments and stuff? Schedule and I, I want to get into your phone script. How, how did you learn to call the, the inventory leads? Um, you know, we've got a whole bunch of brand new people that are watching and listening to you right now. And they're in a process where they're excited about the opportunity. They're just very intimidated about the process because they they don't really like know what to do. They know what to do next. They just, the, the fear of the unknown. And okay. so it's going to be great for them to, you know, hear you talk about, you know, what was your, what was your process? You, you, you got a batch of inventory leads and like everybody else, you started dialing and you learned how to overcome objections. Winners always find a way. And um, it's just, it's just the way it is. And you did. And so can you kind of walk us through how that process looked like for you and, you know, maybe some of the frustrations and some of the, the triumphs? Yeah. Um, so I decided I was going to pick specific days. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday just seemed to always be good days for me for appointment setting. And I would rotate between my dials at 7.30 in the morning till 9.00. It works great for Brandon Hall. I thought, well, I'm going to try that. And I also heard someone mention that 4 to 8 p.m. was another good dial session because most people are off work by that point, you know, first shift. And um, so I try, I kind of set my schedule around that. And I did that almost every day, except for my Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday when I was in the field running. Um, I would set as many appointments as I could before the start of the week and I would just call every morning and every evening just to kind of fill in the schedule to get as many appointments as I could and I honestly don't really change my phone script a whole lot no matter what the lead is because I look at it this way it's a name and it's a phone number it's a person that at some point they ask for the information I don't need to say anything different it's someone to contact and they want it or they don't want it and if they don't okay that's okay too move on to the next so we go through um call, call me on the phone let's just say that, that you got my lead it's a c lead you know it's probably six to 12 months old and um you know so call, call me on the phone let's just do a general phone script okay hey john is Hello. This hi Hi, my name's Kim. I'm calling because we sent a form out to you when you took out your mortgage with Quicken Loans and you mailed it back in with some information saying that you would like us to provide information to you in the event of death, disability, or illness if something happens so you can protect your mortgage. So I'm calling to start by verifying the information we received. And then I would verify date of birth, address, anything that validates that they did send this in. I'm not making this up. And I would validate the information and then I would say, I'm just calling because it, I'm the local field underwriter. It's my job to come out and provide the information to you. And I would kind of go from there if they were giving me rejections. If they don't, then I, I would immediately go and book the appointment right away. 
just say, hey, you know, I'll be in your area Tuesday around 3 p.m. Does that work for you? No, no, that Tuesday won't work. All right, what's the best day of the week for you this week? Well, Thursday, okay, well, morning, afternoons, or evenings work better for you. Mornings work better. Okay, how about 9, 9 a.m. in the morning? Okay, sounds good, and I would book the appointment. It's a little different now with the virtual sales. We don't, I don't book the appointments anymore, but when we were going into homes, that's kind of how I would do it. I would keep it simple because I felt like the longer I was on the phone with them, the more rejections I was getting and the more complicated everything was getting. I just needed to keep it simple. Hey, you sent this in, you asked for information, I'm your girl, when can we meet? Yep. Just keep it that simple. And, and, so the, um, and so when you look at the objections, typical objections were probably, we've already got it taken care of, we're not interested anymore, um, you know, um, I mean, you can maybe even, I mean, it's just, it's typical. I mean, when you start getting the objections, it's typical. It's, it's kind of like when I turned 16 and I started dating, the objections and the rejections that I would get, I mean, it was just typical, right? I mean, you could just, you know, you, you learn them after a while. So the, the, the objections and the rejections that you got on the phone, you just you learn how to plow through them and and most people and you can comment on this most people just let them know it's that in other words they they agree with their objection they don't try to overcome it they just say hey listen my job is just to get the information out to you uh, what's a good time and so can you kind of walk us through maybe how you learn to deal with some of that yeah i mean i think the most common objection that i get is, oh, I've already got this taken care of, or I changed my mind. That's great. If you already have this taken care of, that's awesome. I love hearing that. My job is just to bring you the information um, so I can mark off with our company that we provided it to you. If you've already got it taken care of, it'll go fast. It's only going to take us a few minutes. And I just kind of keep going back to the, every time they, another rejection, another rejection. It's kind of the same response for me every time. Well, it's just my job to bring you the information. Whatever you choose to do with it is completely up to you. And if you've already got it taken care of and there, you don't feel that there's a need, then that's great. Then I know I did my job and I provided the information to you. There, there's new programs that come out all the time. I just want to make sure you have all the current information up to date. See, the thing, and I think a secret to brand new people and maybe they're going to have to go through a process a little bit before they actually heard what you just said, because it's counterintuitive. The fact that if you think you're in sales and you're now talking to somebody on the phone who tells you they're not interested. I mean, there's a million different ways they're going to tell you they're not interested, but really what they're telling you is, is they're no longer interested um, so it's counterintuitive that if you're in sales, why would you want to go sit down and talk to that person? But what we know, Kimberly, is that when we take the position that, hey, Bob, Sally, we know you're not interested. It's okay that you're not interested. Mm -hmm. My job is just to get the information to you and to satisfy your request. What we know is, is that when we get in the home and we build rapport with those people, those people have typically more need than the person that says, yeah, come over, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just getting in the home, just setting the appointment, getting in the home and just simplifying it and just saying, I'm just here to bring you information. Mm -hmm. I mean, if there's no pressure and they don't think you're trying to sell them anything, oh, she's just bringing information. Oh, great. What's it going to hurt? Exactly. So, okay, so the only let, – let me ask about tweaks that you've made since COVID-19 and the fact of shelter in place and, and there's still some of our agents that – and listen, good for you. If you're able to get out and meet with people through front porch meetings, backyard meetings, um, if you're, I know some of you guys, you even put the soccer chairs in the car and you let them know, Hey, I've got the chairs. It's a pretty spring day. Let's sit outside. I mean, we are face to face people, but due to COVID-19, there are some clients that would rather do it virtually. 
And so, Kimberly, the tweaks that you've made to be successful at virtual sales versus face-to-face is I think you just kind of hinted to it that you really don't book appointments. Like you're not going to call somebody today and book an appointment for Friday. You, you would call somebody and then kind of roll right into it. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, that's the only thing I really changed about how I do it. Um, the first week, and I've heard a few others also did the same thing and kind of worked out the same for them. The first week I booked 20 appointments to call them back and only three people answered. So I thought, okay, this isn't working. So I need to try something else. So then I would, I decided I would set the day and I would just dial all day until 9 PM. And if they answer the phone, I say, Hey, do you have a few minutes right now? Is your spouse available? Great. And I go right into it. If their spouse is not available, say, what time do they get home this evening? Same day. I try to get a hold of them the same day, if not the same day, first thing the next morning, because I mean, they're just not going to answer the phone and that's just how it's been working out. So the more, if you can get them on the phone, get them when they're on the phone. Okay. Something else I want to hit on because I, I, I know that all of the brand new people watching, um, okay. They, in their minds, they go, why would I get on the phone and book an appointment when I don't know what to do from there? So Kimberly, when you first started, did you know everything about the in-home presentation, everything about every product through our 20-something A-rated insurance carriers? Um, did you know any of that stuff? Or did you actually learn the sales process and the carrier products? Did you learn it through actually on-the-job training? Yeah, absolutely on the job. So I'm what they call an incubator, probably one of the best kinds. I had every excuse in the world why I was not ready to get out the door. I kept bugging Ollie, Ollie, my bag's not ready. I need more applications. Wait, my tablet's not set up. What do I do if I can't, how do, what, I, I don't know what to do when I, what to write when I'm in the home. As I just kind of sounded, I get all panicky. So I just kept making excuses and I just said, you know what? I'm going to book these 15 appointments and I'm going to save my truck. I am not going to let anybody take my truck away from me. So I just took my bag as is. I had underwriting guides. I had a couple applications and I just went out there and I just thought, you know what, when I'm in the home, I'll reach out to my upline. I'm not alone. And that was the biggest fear for me at that point. What do I do when I get in the home? Oh my gosh, what do I say? Okay. So I walk in the door and start building rapport and tell them how much I love something in their home and, connect with them, but then what? I collect all the information, but I don't know what to do with it. So I just decided, you know what? I'm just gonna go do it. And I'm just gonna screw it all up. I'm gonna make mistakes. I'll probably lose some sales over it because I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't care because every single mistake that I made, I learned from it and I learned, okay, I'm not gonna do that next time. I'm gonna do that part differently next time. And every mistake that I made, it made me grow and it made me stronger and it built my confidence. I started to feel like I was starting to learn a presentation and put my own personality onto it. And you, you also had a lot of help in the, in, you still have a lot of help, but I remember, I remember in your early days, you would book appointments and, and you would send text messages to me and to Ollie and to Andrew. And mm -hmm. I think Mike Priest is also, you can yeah. give shout outs to whoever you want to, but, um, but you would send texts saying, hey, I'm going to be in a home at five o'clock on a Saturday. Who's going to be available for me to call? So you would get that really prepared before you walked into the house. You would have a court system set up. Yeah, exactly. I, when I had that conversation with my upline with Ali, and he said, book 15 appointments, I said, okay, then what? He said, call me when you book 15 appointments. So then I called him when I booked 15 appointments. I said, now what? I kept going back to him every step in the process. And then he said, all right, I need to know your schedule because I need to know when to be available for you. So I would send out my schedule. And if I couldn't get a hold of Ali, if he was in a home, then I would reach out to John Kite yourself, or I'd reach out to Andrew Pappas. Um, yeah, Mike Therese, we've talked quite a few times. Um, Joe Grant, we've talked a few times. 
And I would just reach out to anyone because we didn't have the group me in home concierge with, uh, thank you, <laughs> Andrew, for doing that because it just, it changes all of the nerves now. There just isn't any nerves now because I know that I've got all these amazing people that want to just jump in and help now. So feeling like you're going to be alone in the home and not know what to do, don't worry about that. Because all you have to do is get in the home, collect the information, and post it. And the, everyone will help you. It, I mean, it's amazing. And so now we're not going into the home, but when we're on the phone. We're on the phone. We're doing the same thing. We're collecting the information. Post it in the in-home if you don't know. Let them guide you. Let everybody help you. There's so much support. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, everybody. Like, There's so many people that jump in and help us in that group me. And thank you, every single one of them, because you're the reason why I have the courage to do this in the first place. Yeah, and, and definitely want to give a shout out to the group meetings. If, if, if you're brand new and you haven't been added to the group meetings, please, uh, please wave your hand and, and, and ask your upline to add you. We've actually got a family group meeting. We've got a, a Cornerstone Financial Group. Um, group me that's more of like a family people post thoughts people post their sales we post information on there but it's just really it's a big encouragement atmosphere um you know the atmosphere that we want to create is one that you feel comfortable failing if you don't feel comfortable failing then you you're going to avoid the things that you have to do to succeed and this group me atmosphere that we have it again the whole purpose of that group me um is to create an atmosphere where you feel comfortable at failing um and you don't feel judged and you don't feel like you, you did something wrong you you feel like you're in a big process of learning and so um, we also have an in-home concierge group me so that when you are in the home you can type underwriting questions on that group me, and within just a few seconds, you're gonna have an elite producer or above engage with you and help walk you through that sales process. So a little commercial on that. Um, you know, Kimberly, something that you said uh, a while ago that I just want to, to, to be sure I, I emphasize it, and that is association is huge. Um, you know, we have a lot of conference calls. We do a lot of Zoom meetings. Uh, sometimes it can get overwhelming uh, for the brand new people. I always like to tell them, these are the ones you want to make non-negotiable. So Monday mornings at 11 o'clock with Barry Clarkson, please make that a non-negotiable. Uh, Wednesdays at 11 o'clock with Bill Martin. Bill does a training webinar every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. Make that a non-negotiable. Fridays, Fridays at 11 o'clock, Bill Martin does a national sales call, which is a Zoom meeting. Uh, make that a non-negotiable. So what I like to tell the brand new people is that on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, make the bigger Equus Zoom meetings, make them a non-negotiable. They are phenomenal. We never want anything that we do as a team to take the place of anything that you need to be doing, um, that you need to be associating with Equus. And so, um, Kimberly, I'm gonna ask this, this last question and I want you to roll with it as long as you wanna roll with it. But, but you just had something happen in your life recently. Um, with the loss of a very good friend of yours um, that really has put front and center the importance of what we do in this business. And so can you share with everybody a little bit about this, this story and what it's done for you? Um, because I will tell you, I just, I think that mindset wise, it certainly made you a lot more bold with who we are and what we do. Yeah. Um, so right when I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit comfortable with the virtual sales, um, 
then all of a sudden I got news that um, one of my dear friends from a really long time ago, um, well, knowing she's been battling cancer for about three years now, that woman's a warrior. <laughs> she fought. But I just found out April 3rd that she passed. And I thought, you know what? Here's another obstacle. Here's something else that's just slapping me across the face, you know? I, I, need, I need to fight through this. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take some time, you know, takes a few days, <laughs> cry a few days, and I'm going to wipe my tears. And instead of sitting there feeling that way, I thought, you know what? That, this woman was a warrior. She, she was an architect who her passion was to rebuild downtown Rockford and make it a place everybody wants to go. She was on six different boards. I mean, the mayor is friends with her. Like this woman, she cared so much about helping people, all these small businesses that are now there because of her and her passion and her love for people. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take my pain and I'm gonna celebrate her and I'm gonna turn that pain into passion. And I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna help as many people as I possibly can, even my warm market. It made me realize, I, you know, I was always so afraid of being that person, that annoying friend, that nobody wanted to talk to Kim because no, she's gonna call us and she's gonna talk about life insurance. I, I don't wanna answer the phone, you know, I, I, don't, I don't wanna talk to her. I don't care anymore because had I been that annoying friend to my friend that just passed recently, I'm pretty sure the last thing that her husband and her two boys, nine and 11 would have been thinking is that I was annoying in that moment when they were handed a check. Had I been that annoying friend, I could have helped my friend. So I, you know, I talk to people I don't know all day long. Why am I not that passionate about people in my own inner circle? So I don't care anymore. I'm going to be that annoying friend. And I just, I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start reaching out to my warm market because you know what I don't want to happen. I don't want that day to happen when I get a phone call from someone's mother or someone's brother or their cousin about someone that I love that just passed away. And they said, Kim, you do this for a living and you couldn't take a few minutes to talk to them about it and protect them, what do you say to that? I mean, honestly, what do you say to that? Someone that I claim to love that I didn't reach out to. Why didn't I? Because I didn't want to be that annoying friend. So I don't care anymore. I'm going to be that annoying friend because I want to make sure I can protect as many people as I possibly can and honor my friend who fought to help people. And she was a warrior. And I want to be a warrior just like her in her honor. Love it. Love it. Hey, I got a I got a text from Ollie this past weekend, and he was sending me. Uh, he shared a text that you had sent him. Um, very excited. I think that uh, your deposits so far for the month, even you know, we've got uh, several days left in the month, but your deposits had had equaled up to be uh, like almost four thousand dollars for the month, and you were very excited about that. Can you share your, your, your thought process and just how, how that makes you feel? Yeah, I mean, honestly, so far I'm on track for this being my absolute best month for so many different reasons. I mean, I'm already around 15,000 submitted annual premium. <laughs> I, I mean, paid a APV. I mean, what's been paid out this month? My deposits in my account as of right now, I mean, there, there's one or two small things that are just getting issued paid. I mean, we're last step right there. I will have over $10,000 deposited in my account this month, and that's only as of today. So imagine when I beat my best month of 21000 annual premium, I believe was my best month, I think last July. I think I was number three on John Kite's leaderboard that month. <laughs> and that's my goal. Every month, my goal is to be my best month and be that much better and help that many more people. And I'm already around 15. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be my best month ever. And it feels amazing. It feels amazing.
I tell you, that, absolutely love it. Hey, I got a, I had a question somebody asked on one of the Facebook chats, but what do you say, how would you handle if, if you had a client over the phone or face to face that said, hey, are you here to try to sell me something? Oh yeah, no, I, right off the bat, I say, you know what? I'm not a telemarketer. I'm not a salesperson. You simply ask for information and it's just my job to get to the information. And I've even had people tell me, why did you call me two or three times in a row if I didn't, when I didn't answer the first time? And I said, because I'm not a telemarketer. I'm not a salesperson. I'm calling because I'm someone, I know you, you filled this out. I'm here to give it to you. And if I call you once, most people don't answer the phone because how many people do we know that want to talk to telemarketers or want to talk to salespeople? I don't know any. I don't. <laughs> so I call them twice and I said, more than likely when we call you twice, you think it's someone I know. It must be important and you answer. Well, I love it. I, I'm, I'm gonna end by saying this. Um, you know, and, and I, I do realize that we're a few weeks into the whole social distancing thing. We're into, um, we, we've made a transition into virtual sales. Um, again, as I did yesterday, I want to give a big shout out to Claudia Matthew and Andrew Pappas. Um, for those of you guys that are brand new, uh, Claudia and Andrew, they, they do a 10 a.m. on Friday mornings, they do a 10 a.m. virtual sales training uh, on, our, on our Facebook pages. You're welcome to plug into that. Um, I've typically been doing an opportunity meeting at 9.30 a.m. that kind of leads into their, their uh, virtual sales training. So I think we'll stay with that format. So I think this Friday, I will do an opportunity overview um, at 9.30 a.m. this Friday. We'll do it on our, on our Facebook pages. Um, you're more than welcome to invite anybody into that um, that you want to invite. Um, and, uh, and then we'll launch right into our 10 o'clock virtual sales training. And then we launch into the national sales call with Bill Martin. And um, so again, just a big shout out to Claudia and Andrew uh, for their leadership. Um, a big shout out last week. I thought last week was, even though it's virtual sales training, I thought that uh, Jamie Trent and Stanley Smith did a phenomenal job as guests um, on that call last week. And, um, but you know, I just want to end just by letting you guys know how proud I am of you the leadership that each of you bring to your business. That's why this team is moving forward the way it is. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's leadership begins with thought process and thought process is developed. And uh, no, nobody just is born and all of a sudden that you, you, you've got no thought process is developed. It's developed through intent, it's, an, it's developed through association, and, uh, and I'm just so proud collectively, every single person in, in, in our organization for your specific leadership, your specific thought process, and you do realize that, again, what I was starting to say a while ago is the fact that we've been with this thing now for a few weeks, and so we're able to think more generally about it, but you know, really, we, we, if, if this would have happened maybe 10 years ago, it, it would have been crippling, okay? But, you know, we've been practicing social distancing for some time now, haven't we? You know, we get on, we, we got these phones and we could be in a room full of people and, you know, we, we could be socially distant, right? So the fact that we're in a simplified issue business, you know, Adam Wayne will get a kick out of this, but um, Adam and I belong to the same golf club here in town. And um, there, there's a guy out there that's got a, is tremendously successful in the insurance business, um, but he's in a traditional insurance business where all they write is fully underwritten. And he came up to me, I was out there hitting some balls on Sunday afternoon, and he came out to me and he was like, Man, I like I've been watching some of the stuff you guys are doing. He said, it looks like y'all's business is going crazy with growth. He said, 
I don't get it. He said, my business is shut down. I don't understand how you guys are growing the way you are. And we just talked for a few minutes and he went, wait a minute. He was like, so all y'all do is sell based on leads. Are y'all writing simplified issue? And I said, that's all we write. We don't write fully underwritten stuff. Our, our people, they're, they don't want to find out what's wrong with them. They want to get insurance coverage. Why would we write fully underwritten crap? Why would we do that? Now, I didn't tell him that, but I'm, I'm kind of giving you all my attitude a little bit. But I, I just let him know that absolutely we're a simplified issue. And he was like, that's why you guys are growing. He said, none of this stuff is really hindering you. And I said, it really isn't. I said, we've got a phone. We can do FaceTime. We've got an e-app, and it's simplified issue, no pyramid, no, no blood and urine. And he was like, the smartest thing I've heard in a long, long time. So I think he left that conversation really contemplating his business. And because um, and, I'm going to tell you what, guys, uh, whether this will ever happen again or whether this is just the start of, of just bigger and worse pandemics, I don't know, and I'm not going to pretend to know, but what I do know is, is that uh, over the last four or five weeks, we, what God has done in this organization, he gets all the honor and glory and credit for it. I'm so proud of y'all. Kimberly Uzar here, thanks so much for plugging in with us today and being our special guest. You rocked it. I hope that, um, I hope that every single brand new person that we have out there um, either plugged in today or we'll watch this recording sometime very, very soon. So God bless you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.